0: Welcome to Dropping the Ball. I'm Andrew, and today I'm coming to you with another sports short where today's topic is going to revolve around my favorite, the Major League Baseball, as we discuss a little bit of the trade transactions that may be coming up with the impending trade deadline coming at the end of July 31st. This episode comes at a very integral time in the season as we are more or less at the halfway point of. The season heading into the All-Star Weekend with the Home Run Derby airing this evening. Given the likelihood that this is going to be released during the Home Run Derby, I'll spare you the details and let you watch in and tune in on your own. The big conversation revolving around baseball, as you as you all know from our most recent episode, the sticky stuff, is the change and are the changes that are happening with the Major League starting pitchers primarily. Of course, this does go into our relief pitchers, considering everyone, I guess, could technically use the sticky stuff. However, doesn't seem to be making a huge difference. Garrett Cole is a big name on that list prior, and yet he's still through nine innings and threw over 130 pitches. That's quite a feat, and seems like he doesn't need the sticky stuff, and it doesn't look like some of the other pitchers do. Of course, this is a very small sample size, so we'll kind of see what goes on and what happens transpires over the rest of the season. The big topic for today, though, are some of your favorite players, some of my favorite players. Unfortunately, within the next few weeks, we'll no longer be donning that beautiful uniform that you love they may be in an enemy's, and that unfortunately is the sport of baseball now you don't see it nearly as much from a standpoint of players changing teams frequently as luke and i have discussed in the past baseball contracts typically are much longer so you get a little bit more of a fan allegiance to individual players on the team, and it still be a team fandom. Whereas in the NBA, you have a lot of players, the NFL, you have a lot of players that do jump from team to team, going for the contract, going for the championship, which of course does happen in baseball, but again, contract wise, it's just easier to stay with a team for much longer in baseball. But you have fans of individual players that don't necessarily have an allegiance to the team. Trades in baseball while they do hurt they sting just a little bit less if you truly love your your squad the, the baseball team that you that you choose to actually watch given that there's so many players on a team it's a lot easier to follow the team as well as compared to five people on the court you know the football NFL you really care about what the quarterback the running back and a few of the a few of the big name receivers defenders things like that you don't know the whole team whereas baseball everyone can have an impact so when you do start to love a team you start to love players me as a Cubs fan unfortunately we are going to end up being sellers I'm going to have to live with the fact that some of my favorite most beloved cubbies because they brought us that 2016 world series will no longer be donning that beautiful cubby blue with that said there is positive things to consider when your team is a seller who are sellers you ask there you can typically look very easy for someone that doesn't follow baseball pull up the standings anybody that's in last is probably going to have someone available to a big team that's trying to make a playoff push or maybe even a small rebuild type trade for one of those middle tier teams. Some of the middle teams you start seeing in the, in the standings, they may or may not sell. They might try to make a playoff push. Maybe they have some guys that are ending contracts. You want to give one last chance to get to the playoffs, maybe win a World Series. And then, of course, the teams at the top are almost always going to be buyers. Now, and that, that that's like a 99% type thing. There is the 1% where you have the situation like the White Sox, uh, you know, a few years ago, they decided to sell and they were, I want to say, in first place in the, in the AL Central. But they knew the writing on the wall was that they were not going to win a World Series. So who are the sellers? You've got Colorado. They're going to have a couple players. The biggest headline is going to likely be Trevor Story. Herman uh, her Marquez is probably someone else that they could consider, but the man's learned how to pitch in Colorado, and that's not an easy thing to do. So he may or may not be let go. Arizona, the Diamondbacks, they're definitely going to be selling. David Peralta is probably their best option at getting rid, of, getting rid of someone to be able to bring back some future. Miami, they're in, a, they're in a tricky spot. They are in a weaker East, and unfortunately, they're in last. They have a very, very great potential starting lineup and as far as the starting five and pitching they have Sixto Sanchez and uh, Sandy Alcantara and both of those pitchers are very young and very exciting and electric you may not want to let go of them but Starlin Marte is someone that you want to re-sign, but you let them go. You tell them, hey, we're going to trade you, but we want, we want to sign you back. Now, of course, you can't do anything official. There has to be a little bit of good trust and good faith in that. But that's the one that they might want to get rid of. Pittsburgh. You're looking at Adam Frazier. He's probably the best option for them to get the most return. Definitely in a big rebuild. Hopefully Pittsburgh can finally hopefully turn it around. I don't know. Their owners don't seem like they care to win. My beloved Chicago Cubs, they just need to sell the whole team. And by the whole team, pretty much anybody that's going to be an opportunity for a team to have a rental and us just get a little bit, go for it. Get something at this point. Minnesota, you've got a handful of pitchers, relief, and starters that could be made available. Uh, They're just not living up to expectations this season. Detroit, again, they're still in their rebuild. They seem to be about two to three years off, so you might see that they let go of of a prospect or two to try to bring in a couple other big-name prospects. I I don't see them adding to their current roster. It's definitely going to be a subtraction by addition situation, getting rid of one of their big names, Kansas City, another team that started off fantastic. Who would have thought that they would have just spouted off as many wins as they did to start the season, and yet here they are in last place. Danny Duffy is probably going to be one of, if not the most attractive pitcher that we have available, or that are gonna, that's going to be available. You can almost guarantee that you're going to see him in another, on another team later on. Baltimore, of course, still in the rebuild, be, rebuild, and Texas. Unfortunately, they, they, we thought they could have done a little bit better, but they have a, a breakout star and a Garcia that they could be thinking about shopping around. I don't think they're going to let him go. Because it's one of those players that would hurt the fan base a little bit. But let's face it, Texas is still a ways away from doing well. That leaves a good, good bit of teams left that could be buyers, could be sellers... But we don't really know the, the the beauty about the trade deadline is there will be teams that do wait until July 31st, and then that's when that transaction is going to be let go. They're going to field offers, and then they're going to ultimately pull the trigger based on where they stand. Teams like Cincinnati and Chicago, I guess the Chicago Cubs, could you could de- guess take, put in this type of category but I don't want them to be let's make that very clear as a Cubs fan please sell the team please but they could be putting that the category you have Cincinnati, they're going to use the next two weeks. They're they're eight games back. I don't see it happening, but they could. They have the offense, but they would need the pitching. Seattle, another team that might buy, but it's probably not a great idea from them to buy. They're in a little bit of a weaker division, but at the end of the day, I don't see them really making it far enough to be able to do anything that's worth going out and, and buying and, and making your farm system farm system worse. If anything, go ahead and let go of Kyle Seager. He he's loved in Seattle, but he he's your biggest return and your biggest opportunity. Along with that, you have Toronto. They're in that kind of middle pack possibly going to be able to make it to a wild card i doubt they win the east but it is possible because the east is kind of beating themselves up i mean look at new york yankees they might buy they might sell if i'm them i kind of start selling some of their bigger pieces you know new york yankees they're never going to go into a full rebuild so maybe shed someone like gary sanchez who's having a good season now's the time to sell him Chad Greens having a good season. You're seeing struggles with Adolis. I don't think that anybody's going to want to pick up, a, you know, good no one's going to want to grab Chapman right now while when he's not pitching well. And then the Angels are another one of those teams that are kind of in that do I buy, do I sell? We're not doing well, but we're not so far back where we're going to be guaranteed out. You have to almost try at this point with the way Mike Trout of course, is coveted, and then the fact that you have the modern-day quote-unquote Shohei Otani, who's literally doing things that we have not seen and most of the people that watch baseball has ne- have never seen in person the type of power he has with 33 home runs going into the All-Star break. That's incredible, and the man has done solid work on the mound outside of one really tough outing in New York a few weeks ago. He's been relatively great. They're getting into that point. They That's not even their all their superstars. Anthony Rendon's also a superstar and a, and a, and a handful of other folks. But they don't have pitching. They just don't. So that that's what they're going to ultimately have to buy. Lastly, you have your buyers. You have those teams that are going to definitely make a trade they're gonna let go of some of their farm system they're gonna weaken their ability for future success by getting sustained success right now to add to a playoff to push i mean you have surprise teams like the giants who no one saw them being in first place not with the dodgers not with the padres no way but they're sitting in first place At the All Star break. So that leaves the LA Dodgers and also the Padres that are going to need to buy because they don't want to be left out. It's looking like right now you're going to have a division winner and then three teams from the West. That could change, but that's what that's how we're stacked up right now. The Phillies are probably going to buy because the East is pretty weak. New York's leading it. The Mets are leading it, but they don't have a firm grip on anything. The Atlanta Braves are of course going to be buying as well. They just had a tough, tough blow in losing Ronald Acuna Jr. to a torn ACL, who will likely be out for at least eight months, if not longer. The Oakland A's, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Red Sox—they're all going to be buyers. My point of today, and in the rest of this episode, is to go through the bigger names, the, the probably the biggest names that are out there that will likely, almost guaranteed, be moved. And the fun part is I get to kind of predict where they might go. You, of course, will have your own opinion. And so the fun thing at the end of this in July, on July 31st, I'd love to go back and see what you guys thought. So don't forget to let us know on our social media if you agree with some of these or disagree. I'm going to start off because, of course, I am a Cubs fan. So we'll start off with the two players that definitely are going to be moved. Of course, you're going to have Anthony Rizzo that should be moved, unfortunately. I hope we can re-sign him as well. I really hope that out of all of them, that's the one. That's the glue to the Cubs and and, and just gives us that feel. But enough, enough about that. You've got Anthony Rizzo. You've got Wilson Contreras, who's intriguing because he's still under control. Javi Baez should be moved, but Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell right now are the two most valuable Cubs and arguably Andrew Chafin out of the bullpen as well. There's a couple teams that need these players. Craig Kimbrell is finally looking like the Craig Kimbrell that the Cubs signed on and expected and, and wanted to help them continue their playoff success that ultimately never happened. Part of that is, came from the lack of success by Craig upon his 2019 season where he we signed him halfway through and then the 2020 was the COVID year. Neither year he had his full routine, but now he has his full routine. The man is at a 57, a .57 ERA. He has under a 1, 20 saves, 33 appearances. That That's quite a bit of of action out there and, and being able to sustain that. He's blown one two saves he's got two losses on the season and he has a win to go with it now the teams that really could use him it's really interesting because the first name that i'm going to say i'm going to go ahead and throw it out there It's the team that so many people hate. It's those trash-banging Houston Astros, which we have now officially learned and seen the awkward tattoo that Jose Altuve got that his wife did not want them to see or anyone to see when he was supposedly wearing wire. Myth has been debunked. It is really there, and it really wasn't all that awkward. But the Houston Astros could absolutely use a man like Craig Kimbrell. If they can set it up to where he can come in and close and have Ryan Presley be the setup man, that is a filthy way to go into the playoffs when their offense is healthy. They have a few people on the IL, so when they get to full health, they're going to need that back end of the bullpen to be able to solidify every win that they can get. Atlanta Braves, what a great, beautiful reunion. The Boston Red Sox, another beautiful reunion that could happen. And Toronto Blue Jays, they're one of those, again, sneaky teams that they might buy, they might sell. They're likely more on the buy end due to their young superstar talent that they have in Vlad Guerrero. You've got a couple... Legacies and Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio. So they, they might buy. They might start adding some bigger veteran experience. And then the Red Sox again would be a great reunion of talents with the, the, the arguably one of the best closers that we have seen in the last 15 or so years. Obviously, you've got the tail end of Mariano Rivera and that. So we're not even going to have that conversation. He is the GOAT. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has not had the most valuable season by any point, but he has found his way to more sustain, sustained success that he's been lacking the, arguably the last two and a half seasons since he's been battling a lot of different injuries here and there and he hasn't really been able to stay on the field he hasn't found a groove now he's not playing to his mvp caliber mvp caliber caliber season of 2016 but he's batting 271 and has an on-base slugging a slash percentage of 854 so that's pretty good with 16 home runs and 46 RBIs and he has cooled off significantly as of late as has the whole Cubs offense but he was on a tear where he was batting over 300 through the first month month and a half of the season the Mets have been one of those teams that have kind of rumored that they've always been interested in chris bryant it should be interesting to see if that's the team that's willing to let go to to get that they could definitely use his talent because he could play literally anywhere he's shown that this season where he's had 10 or more starts at like five positions you're not going to see him often ever at shortstop not as much uh obviously not in on the pitcher's mound not behind the plate but the man is valuable from a defensive standpoint as well as bat as long as his bat's working he's gonna he's gonna produce and a change of scenery could also help him out because Trade take. talks have surrounded this man forever. The other New York team could also take a chance and get rid of some of their younger talent to bring over to Chicago, and they've, they've made deals before, benefited us by taking Chapman. That's why you see Glaver Torres over in the Yankees uniform. So those are kind of the two teams that I feel that are probably the best, and also maybe the Atlanta Braves. Because they did lose Ronald Acuna Jr., Chris Bryant's not a natural center fielder, not a natural outfielder, but he can play the outfield at a high level. He could definitely end up in Atlanta. And I wouldn't be upset with that. That's kind of closer to my hometown. I guess that's the hometown team, quote unquote. But let's face it, the Cubs are better than the Braves. That's enough about my cubbies. So those are the players, of course, that I'm gonna I'm gonna miss, but let's move on. Let's go to the another big name one of those younger talents that's going to ultimately get a huge contract in the offseason, Trevor Stories. He's with the Rockies. He's batting 249, He's having somewhat of a down year, 11 home runs, 42 RBIs. Defensively, he's a great, great shortstop. And offensively, he's great. He's just not been able to stay on the field this year. But I do believe that he's going to end up somewhere. There's a few potential suitors that I could see out there. Milwaukee Brewers, they need – some consistency and some pop in the bat they don't have what they have willie adams playing shortstop who's great but you could definitely rotate and move him around move trevor story into that shortstop position and that would really solidify their defense and also give them viable good offense the rays they could use them unfortunately the Rays aren't going to be buyers. They never are because they're a small market team, and they'll they'll find a way to, I mean, clearly end up in the World Series. The Oakland Athletics also, that would be really interesting to see if he could go there. Because if he went there, and you think about having Matt Olson and Matt Chapman in the corners, and then Trevor Story as the left side to, to finish up the left side of the infield, that's, that's not an infield that I would want to hit against. And there's another bat with potential power. So Trevor's Story's on the move, but I guess we'll have to find out where he goes. This next one, whoo, he's going to be a hot topic. He's going to be a hot commodity. But will he go anywhere? I don't know. But it will be interesting to see if Max Scherzer is traded from the Washington Nationals. They went on a pretty, pretty nice run over the span of two weeks and... Put themselves in position to almost take the lead in the division, and now there's three games under 500. And that just doesn't bode well for if I need to be buyers and if I need to be sellers. Most of the players on the on the Nationals, aren't going to be tradable. You're not going to trade people like Juan Soto. Just not going to happen. That's their young talent. That's your future. You're not going to trade a, a player like Kyle Schwarber because A, he's hurt, and B, if you do want to make a run, he's going to be someone that you, you won't. And he might be earning himself a contract extension based on how he just went off with 16 home runs in 21 games. But you could see someone like Max on the move to a contender that's willing to give up a whole lot. Tampa Bay could definitely use him. I only say them because they could use them, but unlikely due to the price tag. New York Mets could use them, use him, but I, I, I don't see that happening because of the interdivision trade. I don't see them selling out to someone that's in that division, especially when it's not really sure that the, the Mets are going to win it all. Oakland Athletics could definitely use them, but I, they're a smaller market team, so I don't know if they're going to be willing to give up that amount of money. But one team that I think would spend the money uh, to, to, to eat the contract, because that's what you'd ultimately do, and give up the prospects, would be the San Francisco Giants, those surprising San Francisco Giants. They have ended up in first place in probably in the NL East, or excuse me, in the NL West So now with Kevin Galsman earning that one-year contract he signed, they're going to want to add someone else that is consistent, that can help them in the playoffs. Because if they're the one seed, they're likely going to have to play the Dodgers or the Padres. So you're going to want a strong starting five to face them in that first round of the playoffs. Another hot commodity, and this is much more likely to happen, is Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy is having an incredible season. He's got four wins, which isn't a lot, but given he's only made 12 starts and he's playing for the abysmal Kansas City Royals, he's only got three losses. He's posting a 2.53 ERA. And he could be a little bit more affordable because he doesn't have that long-term sustained success at this rate. A little different than what Mad Max ultimately can offer. Possible suitors would be the Tampa Bay Rays. They need him, especially if, again, we're going to kind of go back to this. If they're not going to get Glasnow back for from his recent injury to the UCL because he was not able to use the sticky stuff, they need starting pitching. The Yankees need starting pitching. You have Garrett Cole. You have Corey Kluber, barring he stays healthy. Those are two great pitchers. The rest of the staff is kind of underperforming a little bit. Jordan Montgomery looks okay. What are we going to get in the rest of their starting five? But you add someone like Danny Duffy, which isn't going to cost an arm and a leg, maybe a little bit more than you typically would because of his sustained success this season. You have the Mets, they're going to need someone. Who knows if they're going to get Thor back. He might come back. If not, they are going to need someone else to go along with Stroman and, and, of course, DeGrom, and we can hope, only hope that DeGrom stays healthy and continue to do what he's doing, which is historic. The Nationals, if they don't sell Max, they're going to be looking to add because they think they can win. Danny Duffy would be someone they'd be willing to go after. The San Francisco Giants, San Francisco Giants and also the Boston Red Sox. It should be interesting to see where Danny Duffy's moving. A couple other big names. Now, these are a little bit more. We're going to move away from some of the pitching. Of course, I talked about Chris Bryant in there, but some other people that might be on the move. You've got Adolis Garcia, potential Rookie of the Year. He came out, and no one saw this coming, but he's batting 270, 22 home runs and 62 RBIs with a... Struggling to score offense. He's out there in the outfield with Joey Gallo. I don't think that they're going to move him because he is young. He is controllable. But if you're really going to want to rebuild and truly get to that point, you have to let go of some of these younger talents, especially knowing he may not transpire this may be the best season he ever has so why not sell him now get a little bit in return you won't get as much of course of one of the veterans that has the sustained success but he's one that you could see go to a team like the chicago white Sox, who are still hoping that eloy comes back but if he doesn't you're going to need an additional outfielder that's going to be able to carry you into the postseason and his type of power would be great the Phillies also could use a center fielder to shore up. And and let's face it, Bryce Harper's having a decent season as much as I'm not a big fan of, you know, more of his personality. He's doing well and he would benefit by having someone that he can can rely on in center field because Garcia is a good defending center fielder. Another outfielder that we're that we're probably going to see move Starling Marte who plays with the Miami Miami Marlins now the Marlins have said that they think they can still win it and let's face it they're not wrong it's unlikely because you can kind of see the Braves will ultimately hopefully turn it around you can expect the Mets to continue to do well and ultimately implode at the end of the season and the Nationals who knows what you're going to get from the Nationals so you could see the, the Marlins have a chance. If the Marlins are smart, Starlin Marte is, is doing really well. He doesn't have a lot of pop in his back, but he's scoring runs. He's, get on, he's getting on base. He's batting .272. His on-base on percentage is a little bit higher than that. With his contract coming to an end over the next, I think, year and a half, Why not tell him, hey, we want to re-sign you. We want to bring you back, regardless if it's at the end of this year or next year. We want to bring you back. Obviously, it goes a little bit of good faith. You can't guarantee that he's going to ultimately come back. You can't ink it. I'm going to trade you, but you got to re-sign with me later. They could sell him off to a team like the Braves, who devastatingly lost Acuna Jr., that's going to need an outfielder he's not going to necessarily replace the offensive production but he'll at least get on base and score runs. The White Sox again we just talked about how they could use some outfield help the Phillies as well. Another team that that I think he would fit well in would be Houston Astros. They don't need a big bat. They need good offense. They need someone that's going to get on base so their big bats can score runs. We should see Starlin Marte on the move, but I'm not sure. We'll have to we'll have to just kind of wait and see how they're going to be a team that maybe maybe ultimately waits to see how the next two weeks play out. And last but not least, maybe the most surprising player in all of MLB, he's pushing for an MVP, Nick Castellanos. This man is having an incredible season. He's comparable to what Vladdy Garcia is doing at Toronto with a little bit less power, but Nick Castellanos is batting 331. Through over half the season to all to the all-star break, that is incredible. Surprisingly though, with his eighteen home runs, he only has fifty nine RBI. so he's got a lot of solo home runs in there, accounting for basically a third of his runs. Cincinnati, they're not getting on base. That's not helping them out. I've got a great friend Brian that would beg to differ, but Castellanos needs to be sold. Milwaukee is the best team in the league when it comes to this NL Central. Yes, any team could come and win it. St. Louis has underperformed. Chicago overperformed and now significantly underperformed. Cincinnati has done underperformance, overperformance, and somewhere in the middle. Milwaukee is now just hot. I don't see anyone catching them. And when Cincinnati knows they don't have the starting pitching for sustained long-term playoff success, they're better off selling Castellanos why he is super good. He's a doubles machine and he's, he's batting... You just don't want to throw to him when he comes up to the bat. So why not get rid of him now, get some back, and maybe you re-sign him again. I don't know. He did choose to re-sign there, so they may have an affinity to want to keep him. The Braves, the White Sox, and the Phillies. And honestly, I think the Braves would be the best fit for him and what they need, what they're losing in, in what they're losing in Acuna. He's not necessarily lead leadoff, but you could put someone like Albies, who's killing it and the leadoff spot, and then put Castellanos in the two spot, something along those lines. Man, it would be fun to see Castellanos in a Braves uniform. I'm not going to lie. If that's the trade that I'm picking out of all of them that probably won't happen that I wish would, that's the one. And that does it. that That's the players. Those are the players that I wanted to discuss To. Because those are some of the biggest names that we're going to see out there that could be on the move. Now, I could be way off base and some of these folks will never never leave their team until their contract expired. In my personal opinion, these are the ones that I think could make the biggest impact that would go somewhere and make an impact immediately on the new team and also have a big impact for long-term sustained success because that's really what these trades at the deadline are all about. Don't forget to let me know. Let me know what you think, where do you think some of these players like Marte or Castellanos or Chris Bryant, where are they going to land? Are they going to stay on their same team? Are they going to be on the move? Is there anyone that we missed? Make sure you drop those in the comments so that way we can weigh in on it as well. And if you feel that I've missed anyone, don't forget to hit us up on our social media pages at Dropping the Ball. You can find us on our Facebook group, Dropping the Ball, Ladoru LLC Media. It's a Facebook page. You can get us at Twitter at dropping underscore the ball with no g you can also email us at dropping the ball pod at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe share and give us only five star ratings make sure you tune into our next sports short and until next time peace